A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. Concerning times and seasons, brothers and sisters, you have no need for anything to be written to you. For you yourselves know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief at night. When people are saying, peace and security, then sudden disaster comes upon them, like labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness for that day to overtake you like a thief. For all of you are children of the light and children of the day. We are not of the night or of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as the rest do, but let us stay alert and sober. For God did not destine us for wrath, but to gain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, as indeed you do. Verbum Domini. I believe that I shall see the good things of the Lord in the land of the living. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is my life's refuge. Of whom should I be afraid? One thing I ask of the Lord. This I seek, to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, that I may gaze on the loveliness of the Lord and contemplate his temple. I believe that I shall see the bounty of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord with courage. Be stout-hearted and wait for the Lord. Dominus vobiscum. Et cum silicum. 
Lexio Sancti Evangelii Secundum Lucam. Jesus went down to Capernaum, a town of Galilee. He taught them on the Sabbath, and they were astonished at his teaching because he spoke with authority. In the synagogue there was a man with the spirit of an unclean demon, and he cried out in a loud voice, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, Be quiet, come out of him. Then the demon threw the man down in front of them and came out of him without doing him any harm. They were all amazed and said to one another, What is there about his word? For with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. And news of him spread everywhere in the surrounding region. Verbum Domini. In the gospel today, we hear that the people who heard our Lord teaching in Capernaum were astonished at his teaching because he spoke with authority. And after he had cast out the demon from the man who had come before him, again, the witnesses who were there at that moment, they were amazed. And they said, what is there about his word? For with authority and power, he commands the unclean spirits and they come out. Of course, we know that the Lord is truth incarnate. He is truth itself. He is the word of God by whom all things exist. So it makes a lot of sense to us that he has power in his word because we exist because of him. We exist through him. All things are created through him. Now, while we are certainly not truth incarnate, we are called to speak the truth, to teach the truth, to hand on the truth that's been revealed to us by God through the church and to help others come to know and to love the Lord. And what gives credibility and power to us, again, as though, again, that we are not truth itself, but we're called to hand on this truth, not only is there power in the message of truth itself, but also to the extent that we seek to live it, that we conform our lives to the gospel and to the truth. This is why St. Gregory of Nazianzen would say of his friend St. Basil, he said, a sermon of Basil's was like thunder, because his life was like lightning. And I don't think he meant that he tried to be flashy, but because he really sought to conform his life to Christ because he was living what he taught others, it was like lightning. People really hung on his words because they knew he was speaking from his experience. Not only what God had revealed, but he was seeking to live that message himself. This is why we tend to pay more attention to the saints and what the saints said, um, their insights, their teachings as well because they are so close to the Lord. And today we thank God for the gift of St. Teresa of Calcutta on this, her special optional memorial. When she was beatified 20 years ago, in October of 2003, Pope John Paul II called her one of the most relevant personalities of our age, referred to her as an icon of the Good Samaritan, and he added that her life was a bold proclamation of the gospel. Again, we can think of the image of lightning, as St. Gregory said. When she was 18, 
Mother Teresa had left her home to enter the Loretto Sisters of Dublin. And a little less than 20 years later, she experienced what she referred to as a call within a call. She said the message was clear. I was to leave the convent and help the poor while living among them. So she sensed that the Lord was calling her to bring him to the poor and to bring the poor to him. And after she received the proper permissions, she established a new religious community in Calcutta, India in 1950, which would become the Missionaries of Charity. And their work among the poorest of the poor was exhausting, but it was their love for Christ. They were strengthened in prayer. This kept them going and inviting others as well to see the face of Christ in the poorest of the poor. And one of her sisters in the community related that early on, the Lord had been nudging Mother Teresa to get this work started and that she kept on basically procrastinating and or excusing herself, trying to excuse herself to the Lord, saying that she was too weak. She was too sinful to do this work that the Lord was calling her to do. And the sister said that the Lord responded. He said that, yes, I know. That's why I chose you. I will be with you. And so she came to firmly believe that, that the Lord was the strength. He was the one who was going to give her the grace to do what he was calling her to do. As also he was, she, he was inspiring her to start this community and this great work among the poorest of the poor, our Lord told Mother Teresa, they don't know me, so they don't want me. Again, that was part of her mission, right? To help people get to know the Lord and to love him. So she came again to firmly believe that it was the Lord that was calling her to do this and that he would give her the grace. And at one point, Mother Teresa was prompted to make a pretty bold private vow to the Lord not to refuse God anything. She wanted to give herself completely to him without reserve. And she would explain it this way. She asked, why must we give ourselves fully to God? Because God has given himself to us. If God, who owes nothing to us, is ready to impart to us no less than himself, Shall we answer with just a fraction of ourselves? God gave himself completely to us. We should give ourselves completely to him. And her awareness of God's great love for her and in seeking to give the Lord everything that he desired and not to hold back anything for herself, Mother Teresa found true joy, which also enabled her to carry out the mission which the Lord had given her. And that was she sought to quench the thirst of Christ on the cross by her love for him and also for those souls that he would put in her path, especially the poorest of the poor. And she also came to have a very unshakable trust in our Lord's real presence in the Holy Eucharist. She was known to say, I could not live one day without the Holy Eucharist. So love for the Holy Mass and the Holy Eucharist was deeply instilled in Mother Teresa. And the work of the missionaries of charity among the poor, as mentioned, was exhausting. And the sisters could easily become overwhelmed with all the work and the constant people that were coming to them. And as they, they kept growing and the work kept increasing as well. But Mother Teresa and the sisters made a very prayerful and a bold decision in 1973 to make a daily holy hour of Eucharistic adoration. This became a part of their life. This decision was never regretted by mother and the sisters. Mother Teresa would say, not only did the work not suffer, but even though it increased, it was done more efficiently and with greater love. 
because they're being generous to the Lord and spending time with him in the Holy Eucharist and Eucharistic adoration. She would say further, when the sisters are exhausted up to their eyes in work, when all seems to go awry, they spend an hour of prayer before the Blessed Sacrament. This practice has never failed to bear fruit. They experience peace and strength. Mother Teresa was also known to say that when work was especially busy, that it was time for more prayer, not less. It goes exactly against what our natural inclinations would be, that I have to do all this work. Say, no, that's when we need to go to the Lord. He strengthens us to do the work that he sets before us. But not only did the Lord strengthen the missionaries of charity and give them peace when they spent time with him in his Eucharistic presence, but he also changed the hearts of others, even unexpectedly. So one of the sisters recounted that the reflex of the community in any situation of extreme danger in their houses throughout the world, because they're in some pretty difficult situations and difficult areas in their convents throughout the world. But she said the reflex of the community in any situation of extreme danger is to expose the Blessed Sacrament and to pray. And it was noted that once in the midst of war in Rwanda, that a group of rebels with guns who were quite ready to shoot, they burst into the chapel of one of the convents where the sisters were in the midst of Eucharistic adoration. And when they saw Jesus exposed on the altar in the Holy Eucharist, they stopped suddenly and they walked backward out of the chapel, that there was a visible change that took place right there when they were, in a sense, you could say, overwhelmed by the Lord's Eucharistic presence. They knew something holy was going on there. The Lord changes hearts. There was an article that came out in 2010, which recounted the recollection of the former archpriest of St. Peter's Basilica in Rome and the effect that an encounter with Mother Teresa had on him as a young priest. And he was at Rome in the time, and he'd heard that Mother Teresa was going to visit her sisters at their convent there in Rome. And so he went, and he persisted and was able to speak with Mother Teresa personally. And what she asked him caught him off guard, because she asked him, how many hours do you pray every day? And he said that, well, I say Mass, and I pray the Liturgy of the Hours, and I pray the Holy Rosary. And her response was pretty blunt. She said, that's not enough. Love, she said, cannot be lived minimally. Right? We shouldn't just say, okay, I want to do the, the bare minimum. She then asked him to commit himself to a half hour of adoration every day. And the cardinal recounted, I promised, and today I can say that this saved my priesthood. But he also said that to Mother in a conversation, that same conversation, he kind of, he spoke to her what was on his heart. And he said, I thought before she had caught him off guard with that question, how often do you pray or how many hours do you pray? He told her, I thought you were going to say, how many works of charity do you do? Or what types of works of charity do you do? Because she was known to give herself in serving the poor. And she responded to him, do you think that if I didn't pray, I'd be able to help the poor. It's Jesus that puts love in my heart when I pray. She then told him to read sacred scripture. And she added very powerfully that without God, we're too poor to help the poor, right? We need the Lord. He's the one who fills us with grace and strength to serve others. She knew that her primary vocation was not to serve the poor. 
as good as that is. Her primary vocation was to belong to the Lord Jesus, right? To grow in her union with him. That's what's most important. And to conclude, when Mother Teresa was once asked, how do you do it? How do you face so much human misery every day in the work that you do? Very simple, she replied, I pray.